The following podcast is a TJ DeSantis production. Comments, questions, and inquiries can be sent to DeSantisProd at gmail.com. Are you talking shift? We are. It's time for the We're Talking Shift podcast. Now, now, now. Here to talk shift are your hosts, Lori Bischoff and Candace Parisi. We're talking shift. Hey, everyone. I am Lori Bischoff. And I am Candace Parisi, and we are talking shift. And today we're talking about the uncomfort zone. Ah. The, the un, uncomfort zone. The uncomfort zone. Fuck the comfort zone. The uncomfort zone. Swear Do you that. know what makes me uncomfortable? Mm, well, I can think of a couple things, but tell me what's up for Go you today. Ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Share with the world what you think. Oh, it. no, no. It's not uh, my place. You know what makes me place. uncomfortable? tell do share exercise makes me uncomfortable exercise (laughs) makes me very uncomfortable i was doing some exercise um just today and i regret it and so (laughs) i always regret exercise especially swimming i Mm. have like a i have a real hate hate relationship with swimming i was i was raised in florida on the beach and there's sharks out there, so I never went in because why would you do that? That's stupid. Mm-hmm. But when I could, I would get to the pool, right? And I'm a little kid. I go to the pool. My mom would take me to the pool. And my mom, I remember this time. I, <laughs> I remember this time my mom had a, uh, she had a boyfriend. Uh, I can't tell you his name right now because he's a probably a real douchebag but my mom had a boyfriend <laughs> who uh <laughs> who she was preoccupied with while I was swimming in the pool and I fell in the deep end Ooh. and I fell all the way to the bottom now just to let you know you know how like some people have like like some kids have a blankie or some people have like some kids have like a little toy that they carry around everywhere. Mm-hmm. My little thing was a blue Yahtzee cup. You know, in Yahtzee, you get like mm-hmm. there's all the Yahtzee pieces and then there's a little cup. All right. right. I carried around like a creep, like a little creep, this blue Yahtzee cup that I was obsessed with. And so I was sitting at the end of the pool and I was scooping water i was dumping it out i was scooping water i was just having like the time of my life i was seven right and so just scooping water just really killing life and this little girl came up behind me i can see her face right now and i still don't like her and she grabbed my blue yahtzee cup and she pushed me in and I no. fell to the bottom. Yeah. And I almost died. I swear to you, my mother had no idea because she was making out with some grease ball. <laughs> Not paying attention. Exactly. Mom. Penny, I'm calling you out. And, <laughs> and so I fell to the bottom and I was like, oh, my God, this is it. I'm going to die. And so somehow I got to the top. And when I got to the top first, I decided I'm never going to swim again. And second of all, I decided I was going to kill that girl and I was going to find her. So I got out of the pool and I went over and she was over in the sand doing something with her mom. And I grabbed my fucking Yahtzee cup from her and I was like, you are stupid. And then her mom's like, what is going on? I was like, you're stupid. And then I grabbed my Yahtzee cup and I ran off. And ever since then, like, I'm not a big, I'm not big into swimming, but, uh, you know, I've wow. been trying, 
that's oh. an exercise that's really oh. good for you. Okay. Well, it is. But what about Yahtzee? Did did you did it turn you off to Yahtzee too? That's what I want to know. We played a lot of Yahtzee growing up. I love Yahtzee. Did it ruin the whole Yahtzee relationship for you? And nothing can ruin Yahtzee. Okay, good. All right, nothing good. can ruin that. Yeah, Yahtzee is, uh, you know, yeah, but a little bit. I, I, re- I just loved that cup. I would sleep with it. I would pour my <laughs> juice in it. Like it was like my thing until I was way too old. It's, uh, you know, like 14. Yeah. I was like, this is my. Right. right. Yeah. So I you, might you, still have it. I'm, you might still have it maybe like in one of those like treasure boxes that, you know, of stuff from yesteryear. Oh, or uh, or I might still be drinking out of it and still be carrying it around. Or, yeah, <laughs> it's sitting next to you with something special in it. Okay. So <laughs> number one. Yeah. The word Yahtzee, now that I say it after so many decades, sounds really weird. Yahtzee. Mm -hmm. Just saying. Okay, number two. I had a scary incident similar to what you had. I mean, I, I was, I had a fear of water growing up and, um, I, I couldn't swim and I'm sure that I got that because my mother had a fear of water. And, um, even when she took me to swimming lessons, I just could not really swim. I felt like I was a rock. I couldn't, couldn't float well at all. So I just, um, preferred to stay, you know, in a boat or on the shore near water, not on deep water. Keep me in the shallow end of the pool. But one day now, this is when I'm like a teenager. Um, I was probably 16. My boyfriend at the time, and we lived in Minnesota, the land of 10,000 lakes. So, you know, and I can't swim. But my, the boyfriend says, hey, me and a couple of friends are going to go out skiing. Do you want to come and just hang out in the boat? Yeah, absolutely. That sounds great. So we're in, we're in the boat and there's like me and the boyfriend and like two other guys. And one of these guys can't remember his name, Mike Johnson, was um, a total, just a, I did not like him. Let me just put it that way. I didn't, I never liked him. He was a really big guy and he was just obnoxious. So piece of shit. He was a piece of shit. I'll say it for you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, You always have my back. So, so we're in the boat and Mike is going to drive and boyfriend and the other guy are going to both go out, you know, and do like the dual ski thing. And I'm just hanging, you know, in the boat, enjoying the weather and the sun. And, and the guy, the friend that's out skiing with boyfriend hands me his uh, sunglasses and says, could you hold these for me, please? Sure. Happy to. They get off the boat. We go a little ways. One of them wipes out. We stop the boat so that, you know, they can get their stuff together. Mike walks over to me, picks me up and lawn darts me into the middle of the lake (laughs) right off the boat. (laughs) I kid you not. He Mm -hmm. picks me up because he's like six, four, you know, 275. He's massive. And I'm like five feet, you know, nothing. And like 90 pounds at the time. Mm-hmm. And he throws me like 20 feet away from the boat in the middle of the lake. And I'm thinking to myself as I'm going through the air, 
all these thoughts rush through my mind, right? And I'm like, I can't let go of these sunglasses. I promised I would keep them safe. (laughs) (laughs) You're not thinking about your own like drowning problem that's about to happen. (laughs) No, that was, you know, that was secondary as I hit the water and I'm like, now what the hell am I going to do? Because I can't swim. Right. So I'm in, I'm in the middle of the lake and boyfriend and the other guy have no idea that this has transpired because they're way out there trying to get their skis and shit together. Right. They can't see anything. They, they have no clue. So I hit the water, I'm under the water. And as I'm coming to the surface, I'm thinking all I could think of was, I hate that motherfucker. I hate him so bad. (laughs) I just, so you know, so bad, so and, bad. And here's the miracle. I freaking swim back to the boat. Same. I swim back to the boat. Not only do I swim back to the boat and clamor myself in the boat, seething, but I still have the freaking glasses in my hand. Cause that's just how responsible I am. <laughs> You are very responsible. I, I trust am. you more than anybody. I am. I am. And so, so you should trust. You can trust me. But and here's the cool thing about this, though. It wasn't cool at the time, and I still fantasize about finding that dude and giving him a piece of my mind because I couldn't. Then I felt very helpless. I'm sitting in the boat like a drowned mouse, you know. But holding the glasses, victory is mine. And um, thinking about all the ways that I wanted to wreak, you know, revenge on this guy who's, you know, five times my size. But cut to um, about, oh, I don't know, 40 years later, mm-hmm. it dawns on me that I have to thank that big prick because. <laughs> <laughs> Because he literally threw me out of my comfort zone and into a very scary, not comfort zone. And I was then forced to prove to myself that I actually could do something that I thought I couldn't do. Mm, We should go find him and thank him. Yeah. Yeah. Road do, you, trip. do you know how many people in this country are named Mike Johnson? <laughs> it's right up there with Dave Smith. <laughs> Every douchebag out there is named it's, Mike Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I don't know if that's ever going to happen. But, I, I, you know, one day I'm just, it was when actually when I was writing my book. So it was like mm. 2011. And I'm thinking back about stuff, you know, as I'm going through what brought me to the place I am in my life, whatever. And, um, the hard lessons, the, the uncomfortable things that actually make you who you are now. And, um, that was, that was a big thing because obviously feeling like, or thinking that you can't do something and then being put in a situation where you're forced to have to do the thing you thought you couldn't do. Uh, it, right. It's, it's rather a, a character builder, we could say among other things. So, yeah, the people that you, the people that put you in those positions, um, are off, and, and the people that you hate or you're mad at, mm-hmm. those are usually the people that have caused you to become a little bit better version of yourself. And ultimately, you really have to be grateful. So I'm like, fine, fine, thank fine. you, Michael Johnson, for thank making you. Lori who she is today. Everything 
that you did to her made her who yeah. you are today, Lori. So thank you, Michael. Let's not get carried away. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at thanks, asshole. <laughs> thanks for pushing me in. I, yeah. yeah, I think so. In conclusion, swimming is dumb. <laughs> and <laughs> and that people who push you into the water or throw you into the water, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you, thank you for doing that. And um, I I wish that it did not happen. <laughs> now I think I could have I think I could have learned my lesson, and you could have learned your lesson without somebody throwing you because it could have been much much worse. You could have dropped the fucking glasses one, and that would have been devastating to you. As I know you, that would have, you know, yeah. it would have changed the course of your whole life. And for then- <laughs> sure, for sure, there's no way I could stand here and have this conversation right now. <laughs> no way, no way. And so you would have been different, and you could have drowned. So. Yes. Uh, thank goodness for you that you can use something that is uh, that could have been hurtful into something that is really wonderful for your life. I think it's all perspective, right? Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, did, I mean, you know, talking about comfort zones, right? Mm-hmm. So you were telling me about a quote uh, that floats around a lot uh, mm-hmm. by by. Neil Donald Walsh. What is it? Neil Donald Walsh. So Neil Donald Walsh, um, my, my first, I've been on a a spiritual growth quest since I was a kid. And my first teacher, the first book that I ever got was called, uh, uh, conversations with God by Mm -hmm. Neil Donald Walsh. And I was like, Oh, I don't know if I want to read this. And it kind of sat there for a while. And then I read it and it's one of the best books ever neil donald walsh it's a series of books and he has a quote in there that says life begins at the end of your comfort zone and i completely disagree with him (laughs) (laughs) well i (laughs) i i am very familiar i've read every one of his books he's amazing i've been to one of his workshops and uh yeah there these books are really life-changing and as far as that quote goes um I for sure thought my life might be ending at at the end of my comfort zone for, you know, a hot minute there. Um, I, I, I don't agree with that quote either. I, I, I have an issue with that quote. Yeah. Life begins at the end of your comfort zone. I think mm-hmm. life begins, um, you know, when you're born and, and then you go through life and things occur that are uncomfortable that push you, but the good stuff can push you too. It doesn't just have to be like the shitty stuff. It doesn't have to be just like Michael Johnson. Like mm-hmm. there's a bajillion things that make you who you are today and that can push your comfort zone. I, I think life begins at the end of your comfort zone. I get mm-hmm. what he's going. He's going for dramatics there. And a lot of quotes go for the like, oh yeah, you see mm-hmm. that you feel yeah, it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I, I think I can I think that fits well when you're in labor and giving birth. You know what? Yeah. My kid's life began at the end of my comfort zone because that was really freaking uncomfortable. It was really uncomfortable. And their life began. Um, did you push them out or did you uh, get a C-section? No, no. I, I pushed them out like mm. both of them mm. uh, all natural mm. without so much as a 
flipping aspirin. Mm, so, mm-hmm. so let me, so I know about the uncomfort zone. Mm-hmm. I do. And life beginning. <laughs> yes. 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 But, but yeah. yeah. And everybody's I, comfort zone is different, you know? It, right. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Some people are very uncomfortable with the most random things. I'm uncomfortable around tomatoes and sharks. I, I think that tomatoes are disgusting. I think that there is no reason why there are tomatoes. They make uh, me uncomfortable. <laughs> We've talked about this. Tomatoes yeah. are the worst. And so I, you know, like in Spain, they have like the tomato throwing day. You know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, yeah. They have a whole fucking day dedicated to everybody getting into this small space and all the tomatoes <laughs> that are left for the season. They just chuck them at each other. You need to Google it. I don't know what it's called. I don't want to know oh. what it's called, but they just chuck them at each other. It's this little area in Spain. It's like a big deal. And it just is like oh. the worst case scenario. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. That, that, sounds I love tomatoes that Mm. sounds like a that sounds like a very horrific ugly messy chaotic food fight that Mm. would make me extremely uncomfortable (laughs) extremely uncomfortable I I I don't get that at all and I just don't get wasting good tomatoes so that's just that's my take there but but I have a I actually have a quote that I like much better um relating to this topic and it's by Brian Tracy and the quote is you can only grow if you are willing to feel awkward and uncomfortable when you try something new and i think that that speaks mm-hmm. to the benefit of stepping out of your comfort zone what do you mm-hmm. think yeah i agree i think there's so much benefit in finding where I think that people get lost in their, in their comfort and they become robots to their life. And then they feel like they're not growing. Everything is about from beginning to end of your life. It's about growing and expanding and changing and becoming more. And sometimes that involves reaching outside of what feels comfortable to you. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's so much positive and, in doing that, I think there's so much positive in, in going, okay, here's my limit. I'm going to push past my limit and see who I am there. There, Am I safe there? Am I still okay there? Am I even better there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the whole thing about wanting to stay in your comfort zone is comfort equals a sense of certainty, which is a powerful human need to have a sense of certainty, you know, like, you know, you're safe, you're secure, you know, we're wired to avoid pain. And for a lot of people, that sense of uncertainty and discomfort equals, you know, some measure of, of pain. And so since we want to avoid pain and seek pleasure, that means stay, stay somewhere safe and comfortable. Mm -hmm. But, but as you say, really, I mean, life is about growing and evolving expanding and you can't do that without experience. And if you're going to go out and have experience, then you're going to have to take some measure of risk. You're going to have to take, you're going to have to risk your comfort a little bit if you're really going to grow. And that means 
you know, maybe being a little unsafe, maybe there's going to be, you know, which, and unsafe for people, again, different degrees, you know, it's, um, but it's some form or version of pain and we automatically want to avoid that most, mm-hmm. most of us. Right. So, uh, I think if you are somebody that really wants to grow and expand and become, you know, more of who you are and, um, and experience all life has to offer, then you need to be willing to step outside of that, of that comfort zone. I think you got to be hungry for that though. I think that there's a lot of people that aren't hungry to do that Mm -hmm. and that's okay. And that's okay too. I think that, you know, being, uh, it's all about what your own, what your own journey is and what your own yearning is. Um, and, but I think if you're hungry for more, you're willing to risk being uncomfortable. Yeah, well, so many people will stay in the worst relationships at the worst job, in the worst health, in the worst case scenario in their life because it's comfortable, because they know what it feels like. Mm-hmm. You'll stay with somebody who doesn't love you anymore because at least you know that there's the security blanket part of it, that it's always going to be the same. You don't right. know who you are outside of it. Sometimes when it's every day is painful in some sort of way, you stay in the pain because you don't want to find out who you are without it. I think that people get so comfortable and wrapped up in being truly uncomfortable that they don't know who they are as a comfortable person in life. And so it's scary. I think the change is scary to people. I'm sure that there has been moments where I've gone, oh, you know, for me, it's more, I prefer being uncomfortable more than comfortable. I think that maybe I have the opposite thing where I feel I don't, I don't, I'm in a constant state of being okay with being uncomfortable. I like the awkwardness. I like that sort of, I thrive on that growth. Um, I can probably work in the opposite direction and work on being more comfortable with, you know, my comfort zone and, and finding like some sort of middle ground there. But I think that everybody has their own stopping point where they're like, Nope, that's fucking it. Like, that's it. Like I, I'm scared of being alone. I'm scared of dying. I'm scared of, you know, not being happy. I'm scared of maybe I'm making the wrong decision. So many people stay in their situation, I think, because they're afraid that they're about to make the wrong decision in their life and they don't trust themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. Because there's an unknown there. And mm-hmm. so you get comfortable, uh, in, in the place that you're at, even if it is, um, painful to some degree, because you know, it, it's mm-hmm. a pain that, you know, it's a pain you're familiar with mm-hmm. rather than stepping out into the unknown. Cause you know what? It could be worse. Mm-hmm. So I think I'll just stay here. Cause I know, but yeah. And that's that whole like life hitting you in the head thing. Like sometimes life is going to push you, right? Like people, uh, life is going to shove you first. It's going to do it lightly, but when it's time to make a change, it's going to push you harder and harder and harder. So you have to change regardless if you like it or not. Like that's what life is. It's going to push you right into the deep end. Yeah. (laughs) Take your fucking yachting up like a real piece of shit. (laughs) I think we should find Michael Johnson and whoever this little girl is. Right. Road trip. I wish I got her name. Road trip. Hashtag road trip. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? What's that? uh, One of those uh, 
like a version of a bucket list thing. People you need to go back and, um, you know, say something to that, that you never did mm-hmm. that you always wish, I wish I would have said, or done, you know, everybody's got somebody like that in their life, <laughs> but yeah. you know, um, but you're right though. It, it, I think that if, um, if you are somebody, and even if you're not, cause even if you're not consciously thinking, oh, I want to grow and I want to expand. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of people that are absolutely on the path to give me something that's going to cause me to grow. Give me something that's going to, you know, cause me to become more of who I am. Um, but I think, uh, I think that even if you don't have that conscious awareness, I think stuff happens to cause you to do that. Even, even though you may not be thinking about it, but it's like the yearning of your soul, your soul wants to grow. So, so it's still going to pull things to you. It's still going to put you in situations or conspire with the universe to put you in those situations, to force you to at least give you the opportunity to grow. And, you know, I don't think anything forces you so much as it, it presents an opportunity for you and you can go, okay, here's my opportunity to be in the, I'm in this really uncomfortable situation. I can either retreat or mm-hmm. I can step into it and move through it and grow. And I think, cause I think we do have free will. I think that, you know, I think that we do, um, get to have, um, some sort of, you know, attraction or pull or the universe presents stuff to us because I think it's just part of our spiritual DNA. But I do think since we have free will, then we get to pick, mm, I'm not ready for that. Uh, I'm afraid I'm going to retreat or no, I'm going to, I'm going to move carefully into this or I'm going to rush headlong into it. But either way, the opportunity presents itself to us all the time. You know, I had, um, when I published my book in 2011, um, I got asked, um, not long after it came out, I, I checked my emails one day and there was an email from a local community college saying somebody there saw it somewhere. And, uh, and they invited me to come and do a workshop on the principles. And I froze. I mean, I just, I looked at the email And I just froze and I like, couldn't even respond. And I'm one of those people that always responds pretty much right away to stuff. Um, cause I don't like things just hanging out there loose. And I was like, Oh, Oh, what am I going to, how, how, what, why, when am I quality, you know, all these fear thoughts. Cause it was so far outside of my comfort zone to go to that next level, you know, and to maybe grasp, um, and run with this opportunity that was presenting itself. And, uh, and I couldn't answer it for like two days. Cause I had to, I had to get there in my head and go, okay, you can do this. You just wrote a book on this. It's just talking to people about what you wrote, but because it was something that was still new to me back then, Um, it was really uncomfortable and it took me about 24 hours for me to go, no, this is, you know, this is uncomfortable, but this is my opportunity to grow and to evolve and to go, you know, uh, reach a higher level of potential within myself. So, so then I did, you know, then I moved forward. I answered and I moved forward and I did it. And, uh, I was, you know, scared out of my wits the first time, um, I spoke, but, but it was all good. To be honest, we need advocates in our life. I am a bit of a loner. 
you know. And so I have a very, very small handful of humans that I feel comfortable just like, like being all the things. And I'm not trying to brag you up because I know that uh, that you hate that shit. <laughs> uh, but I would say that I uh, feel like I can push past my comfort zone when we're around each other, when we're talking. I think that I can expand and become all the, uh, be comfortable in becoming the more of me. I think that we need those kind of people in our life. Maybe we just need one of them. We need a couple of them. We need some people who are pushy. I think you're very pushy. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I really have a hard time understanding that. Really? I do. What do you mean pushy? Like pushy. <laughs> I'm thinking how, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm willing to consider that, but mm -hmm. like, like really I'm pushy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here's a, for instance, just hours ago, I'll just use one from hours ago. So we were talking, we we're just on the phone talking like we always do. We just talk and talk mm -hmm. gabbing. And I said, you know, I, it's time to get in shape. I need to get my ass in shape. And, uh, and I said, you know, I'm uncomfortable with where I'm at mm -hmm. in, in my life. And you said, uh, oh, are you? I said, are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure? And because I couldn't shake you or grab you or yell at you <laughs> face to face, <laughs> what I did was like clench up. And then I was like, yeah, you're right. I think that we stay stuck in the place that we are because we're comfortable being uncomfortable. There's, we gain something from that. Sometimes sure. we gain things by being who we are, even if we don't like it so much. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, so I have just taken that as a massive compliment. Thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that... Uh, Okay. I, I, I'm not going to talk you up too much. Okay. Okay. So basically one of the things that, um, people, not you in particular, although you just use yourself as an example yeah. can be uncomfortable with is when somebody asks you a question, uh, and you've been maybe not being totally honest with yourself and you're forced to think about it a little deeper and ask yourself a deeper question and ask yourself if what you've been telling yourself is true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with you, I know I'm never going to get that girly bullshit answer. Nope. So I never say like, I don't, you don't, I don't go, Oh, I feel ugly. And then you're going to give me the no girl. You're so pretty and that looks so good on you. Like you're never going to do that. You're always going to say, really? And you're going to say something that's more honest that mm -hmm. at first you're like, oh, you bitch. And then you're like, ah, oh, you're helping me grow as a person. Mm -hmm. You're helping me connect to who I am and be more comfortable. And I'm super comfortable with me. Like I'm super into me. But there's moments because we're all human beings that we're like, 
you know, that were just like, and in those moments where I'm like, you're always like, oh, really? And at first I wanted to be like, you, you terrible person. But then I'm like, wait a second, like how great of a friendship is that? And sometimes I think we need those people who are like, no, I'm not going to put up with you just saying whatever about you. Mm hmm. Like, yeah. how about you dive in a little bit farther, silly? And mm-hmm. I think that's important and, and pushing pushing each other out of our comfort zone. And we both do that for a living. Mm-hmm. You know, we both uh, help other people push past stuff. And so I think that us doing that for each other and I think we both do that for ourselves as well, I think is pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, we do. We, it's, it's definitely, um, a two way street there and we do that for each other, but I agree. I think that, um, there are, uh, there's a lot of times where we just don't ask ourselves the, the, the more quality question or the deeper question, the question after the initial question, we just don't dig deep enough. Sometimes we stay on the surface with each other and we stay on the surface with, um, with ourselves because it can be a, just a more comfortable zone. And if you want to, um, dig deeper, sometimes we're going to hit discomfort there. And that's the, you know, that's the place that people like to avoid. So when we, uh, when we're not maybe going deep enough with ourselves, it's, uh, it's a blessing to have that other person or those other people in your life that are willing to challenge you a little bit and force you to dig a little deeper and maybe go to uh, a level that's out of your comfort zone so that you can get to, um, you know, get to more truth and get to more, um, realization about something. Agreed. I'm grateful. So there you have it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So now that we're like done, uh, energetically hugging it out, um, <laughs> this feels like a natural end. You feel good about it? I feel like, uh, I feel good. Here's my, here's my final two cents on Mm. the comfort zone, I guess. I think that there's nothing wrong with staying in your comfort zone. I think you should stay in your comfort zone to relax. You should stay there to rest. Sometimes we just need a rest and respite from something and we can be in a comfort zone to simply enjoy the moment of now it's comfortable and, and just to be here now, I think we just don't want to live there because otherwise I think you could stunt your growth. So I think there's a time, there's a time for staying in your comfort zone, but there's definitely a time for jumping off into the uncomfort zone if you really want to grow and expand and, and realize what your greatest potential is. How do you know if you don't, if you don't risk that comfort? Amen. Amen to that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay, girl, I would say, uh, to everybody listening, if you love us, and we hope you do mm. check us out. Yeah. Check us out on iTunes and, uh, do us a solid, give us some stars, give us a rating. And, uh, we'd love to hear your feedback. You can also find us over on Patreon, patreon.com. Uh, we're talking shift podcast, uh, go over there and take a peek and see what our give a buck movement is all about. We would love to have you join us. 
Yes, we would. And if you would like to get a private session with Lori Bischoff or myself, you would go to wordtalkingshiftpodcast.com and come visit us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Word Talk and Shift Podcasts. So, All right. All yeah. right. Mm-hmm. You can find us everywhere. So go out. Have a great day. Make some shift happen. You too, Gary V. The preceding podcast was a TJ DeSantis production. Comments, questions, and inquiries can be directed to DeSantisProd at gmail.com.